This is Cultivating Indigenous Voices, a podcast sharing Indigenous history, topics, and community stories, hosted and produced by Tina Andrew. Good day, people. Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode. This is Tina and Carmen in the studio today with a special guest who goes by the name DJ Jamar International, who is well, well known by his sick DJ skills. Not only is he known uh, on an international level, uh, but very locally here in the Shukshan area. So let's give it up for Jamar for taking the time to come out and be with us today. Thank you for coming out, Jamar. Thank you for having me. So, why don't you give us an introduction and share a little bit of who you are, your background? Uh, like you said, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is DJ Jamara National. I've lived in Tucson since the 80s on and off. Um, a lot of people know I'm the son of DJ Papa Ranger that owns mm-hmm. 12 Tribes Reggae Shop. I'm a DJ. I hate saying that too. Like when I'm, Everybody's like, oh, you're a DJ. I'm just a kid that loves music. I just love <laughs> <Cool>. music. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been DJing? 15 years. And where are you originally from? I am originally from Jamaica. So you were pretty young when you moved here to Tucson or to the States? Yeah. Wow. So you did you move straight here to Tucson? You've been here this whole time? No, um, from Detroit. From Detroit oh, okay. kind of here. Well, I've been familiar with who you are for a long time, you know, especially because on a local level and, you know, I know people who, who know you and who talk about you all the time, you know. I but hope I they're just, saying good stuff about they're me. They're saying good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they're saying good stuff. It's just been really cool that I get to, to actually meet you um, face-to-face hearing all of the awesome good things that you, you do with your music, and that's pretty cool. So I appreciate that. Thank you, thank um, you. So one thing that uh, I was recently on the gram, Instagram, and I had seen a story that you shared in a video of bearing gifts to students from Santa Rosa Day School, which is a K through eight school out on the Thonautham Nation, um, and I just I really appreciated respect that it really touched me. I was like, man, this guy, he, you know, to do something, the generosity that you showed to these students was pretty awesome. Uh, can you share a little bit about that visit to the school? Um, I've been out there a few times. The last time that I was out there, um. I had brought an EGs out there because a lot of people know that there was actually a student that was actually murdered out there. Mm-hmm. And what kind of um, took me hard on why I did it is that just right, right before that, maybe a week ago, they had given me an award because um, for helping the school. And they said that they gave me an award, like, you know, you're always a friend of the school. Awesome. You know, I'm out there with the kids. And that was one of the kids that actually um, they had present me the awards, Oliver. And uh-huh. he'd always, like, whenever I'd come to the school, he'd always be like, hey, DJ, what's going on? <laughs> so when... The principal at the time, Miss Roan, had let me know, like, you know, um, you know, he was murdered and it's like the kids are really, like, sad. Oh, I just felt wow. like, you know what, I'm going to bring the EGs out there to kind of try to, like, help take their mind off it. And I wanted to be out there. Like, I actually went to, like, the um, the wake out, wake out there oh, when they had, yeah, at the school yeah. to let the kids know, like, you know what, we're all like a little community. We're all a family. Like, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we did another event out there to help the family raise money. So mm-hmm. it was good that, you know, I met with his mother. Like, I finally, I finally got to meet his mom and... You know what she was just saying? Like, it's crazy that there's people out there that that they do care, that they do care mm-hmm. about the things that mm-hmm. happen on the nation. Yeah. Especially me not being from the nation, but what a lot of people don't know is that my um my children are are Atham. Oh, really? Yeah, my three children are Atham. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, it was a devastating story. Um, unfortunately, it was super sad. And, you know, you could feel for the children, you know. But I'm glad that you were able to be there and give them something that will help them take their minds. And I'm sure that it did. And I'm sure they appreciated it. And I'm glad, you know, the community appreciates it, you know. I think that, you know, going that extra mile and in showing that you really do care is 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 something that deserves some some props and and respect because she's right you know the mother not a lot of people are willing to do that um especially if you you don't you don't even live on the nation and and that's a far travel too right i th- yeah you know it's just to me it's just gas i i'm a person like when i'm driving far i throw one of my mixtapes in there one of my usb sticks in the car and i just i just stay driving i'm just like it's not far like i to me it's not far cuz i've driven across the country before so oh, okay okay yeah you're used to all that travel right yeah <laughs> so i mean i know you dj pretty much all over the place and you know you've dj'd in several um reservations right correct yeah so what are what are some of the the res is that you you'd usually DJ at. I mean, I'm sure you get the invitation. I've done Sanavir, I've done Sacatone, I've done Gila River, I've done um Apache up in Apache land. I've done for them um, last year. I did inside the Grand Canyon at Havasupai, which oh, is pretty cool. cool. I they brought me out their headline DJ for the Peach Festival. Nice. I've DJed everywhere. That's the thing about it. like music. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm blessed to say like, you know, I'm a kid that loves music. Mm-hmm. Music has taken me all over the world. Like it's taken my music career has taken me all over the world. Like I just mm-hmm. got back off Safari's Hunted Tour. I'm oh, leaving yeah. next week again cuz we're continuing the tour next week. So next week I'll be in Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, New York. Nice. So we're doing um Memorial Weekend Miami, Jamaica coming up, BET Awards. Oh, so wow. it takes me it takes me everywhere. So it's just like a lot of time I just look at like I'm on a journey, like this is my journey in life, and I'm just soaking in, I'm enjoying it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's pretty awesome that you have that opportunity to go out there. But it's awesome that when you, you come home, you come home, you know, and, and people recognize you, people appreciate all the things. So um, what's going on? I know that, you know, for a while with your, your dad, you, we had the, the 12 tribes. You know, and, and, you know, we were talking about that earlier, and I remember when I was in my teens, and we'd always stop by there and, <laughs> and do a little shopping when it was uh, in the old location. On which one? The, by 4th yeah, Avenue? Yeah, by 4th Avenue. Yeah, 5th and 7th. Yeah. <laughs> Three, I remember that address, 345 North 5th Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to stop by because, you know, we'd come into town and do our shopping, and that was one of the, the spots that we always had to sh- stop you. by before going back home. <laughs> Um, did you want to share anything? So I know that you do a lot of more like activism work in Tucson. Can you tell us a little bit more about what, what you do? Um, I have my DJs Against Hunger. That's the big one right there. Mm-hmm. I have my DJs Against Hunger charity that I started four years ago. Mm-hmm. And what that was the main focus on was um, it actually started as a joke. Come up, one of my friends was like, somebody should do a holiday Christmas concert <laughs> for like the homeless. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to do one. And everybody started laughing. And what they were like, my friends, they'll, they'll know like, Oh, God, here you go, Jamar, with his crazy ideas. <laughs> so I started that right there. The first year we fed um, 50 people, fed and clothed 50 people. We had DJs out there, had artists out there performing, kind of raised the spirits. Mm-hmm. So the second year, we go into the second year, boom, 350 people. Third oh, year, 500 oh, people. Wow. And last year, it was up to, we, we fed up to 800 people. The cool thing about it is that the mayor of Tucson came out. They're, oh, fully, they're fully behind it. I get a lot of support from the city of Tucson in terms of just like, the mayor comes out, he helps us serve, he lets people know, like, hey, this guy's legit right here. Mm-hmm. 
Because the thing about me is like I'm not a 501c3. I'm just a guy that likes to help people. So a lot of times I put up my own money. Like, mm-hmm. like we'll have a few businesses that will donate. But it's like I'll put up like say ninety five percent of my own money. I'm like, okay, well, we did raise the water. I'm like, I'll just pay for everything. <laughs> it's just my way of giving back to my community. It's like I love being a DJ, but I don't want it that for my legacy itself. I don't want people to say like, oh yeah, he was a good DJ, and that's all they remember me for. Yeah. Is that I'm striving for something more great. Like I want a legacy, like say Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, there's a hundred good DJs out there. Mm-hmm. So after a while, people are gonna forget about who you are. So my way of me carrying on my lineage also through my kids is that I really wanted that I leave something behind that every the world looks at and says, you know what, those are his kids right there. And they're proud to know my kids based on what I did. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So how, how old are your kids? Are they? I have a, a 14-year-old son. That's my oldest, Devin. My daughter, Isabella, she's seven. And my son, Micah, he's six. Are they aspiring DJs? <laughs> to be honest with you. Or... It's sad to say, I think that my daughter might be the only one that maybe want to be a DJ. She's like, because with her, it's like everything daddy does is right. So it's like, my other son, he's into his, he's into his own world. You know when a kid's getting that teenage year, he's into his own world. Yeah. And then my my youngest son, um, Micah, he's a grandma's boy. So whatever grandma tells him to do, he'll do. <laughs> yeah. No, I I remember just uh, talking to Tina, and I was like, no, I think he does. This like uh, DJ against hunger, but I wasn't mm-hmm. quite sure. So I'm really glad. That yeah, that's me. <laughs> I do a lot throughout the year. Like it started, like I said, it started off as one event, and it's actually branched off in the last couple of years. Is that we're doing multiple events. Like we do, we do food drives that we raise food for the food bank. Where I'll put on like a concert, say at like Sky Bar, and I'll have 16 DJs on it. And then the only admission is that everybody brings food. You know, the mayor came out to that one last year also. Again, shout to Mayor Rothschild. Appreciate you. Um, we're getting ready to do another one, actually, that um, I know the times are getting hot, so I'm going to actually do a water walk that I'm going to walk with four with 400 bottles of water. I'm going to give out 400 bottles of water to all the people in Tucson because a lot of times what happens is that the only people in Tucson that are homeless that really get help are the ones that are downtown. And I don't think people in Tucson realize that there, if you go even out to, like say, like um, – Cortero out that way there, there, there's like homeless camps out there mm-hmm. where there's a lot of people that they don't get to make it downtown yeah. so my, my whole goal is that I want to go throughout the whole Tucson find these homeless camps mm-hmm. and I want to be like okay you know what here let me let me help you out with something that's awesome do you ever take volunteers for that I do actually <laughs> that, that's the thing I'm about to release the flyer probably tomorrow so yeah I do take volunteers because a lot of my events that I do they're um, community based mm-hmm. and what it's done with the encouragement is that it's Tucson caring about Tucson. No matter how rich, no matter how poor you are, mm-hmm. this is still a member of our community. That's still somebody's son. That's still somebody's mother. Yeah. Like, it's heartbreaking. Like, I've had events, like when I did DJs Against Hunger two years ago, we've had kids up to newborn babies that are coming out there homeless with their parents. Mm-hmm. And that, and what a lot of people don't realize is that being homeless doesn't know no race, doesn't know no colors. I've had Chinese people. I've had Autumn people. I've had Apache people. I've had white people. I've had black people. It's like it's something that can affect anybody, and I and I tell people unless you're born with a golden spoon in your mouth, everybody is one step away from being homeless. Because sometimes it's not everybody's a drug addict. It's not. It's a life situation that happens mm-hmm. to you. You have people that they were homeless and they were living with their parents, and their parents died, and then it's just like they couldn't deal with that, and then that's how they ended up homeless. So it's like it's rough out there. So it's just me doing my part. Am I gonna stop everybody from being homeless? No, I'm not naive. I know I'm not, but I feel that hopefully. If somebody sees me and they're like, well, you know, if Jamar's doing it, I can do it. And then you have somebody else out there doing it. 
And that's the main focus. That It's not me doing it to show off on nobody. Like, oh, look what I'm doing or I'm doing this and that. It's to more inspire other people to be like this, the next generation of people coming up that this is our world. So I feel like I'm making the place a better place for my kids by what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. And I'm really grateful that, you know, being from Tucson, that you come back and do give back to your community. Thank you. There is this side where you are this amazing, talented DJ but there's also this component of you like really caring about your community. And I think that's something that you don't see very often. It's it's rough at times because um a lot of times a lot of people are skeptical. Like I remember when I first started going out on um out in the cells area, the first thing it was it was three things that I that I used to love to hear people say. They used to say, Oh, he's doing it for the promotion aspect and this and that. And no offense to anybody, but at the end of the day, the person I DJ for is on Love and Hip Hop. 18 million people watch that show yeah. a week. I travel. I, before I was doing this, I, tra- I, I traveled the world. I've, I've worked with numerous artists from Sean Paul to Ziggy Marley to Vina. I don't think I need any more promotion in Arizona. You know, I, I, I really don't. The, um, there are other people, they, they would throw like goofy things out there. They're like, I bet you he's doing this so to get the girls down here. And I would laugh about it. I'm like... I was like, you do realize that most of those girls come to my events before I was doing the charity thing. So I'm like, no. And then, of course, you're going to have people that are going to be skeptical because they're going to see me as an outsider. And then they're going to be like, well, why? What is the interest that he takes so much in doing this? But then when I explain to them, like, you know, my kids are from down here. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Because the main thing why I'm always helping out, like, say, the sales area in that area is that if one day my kids decide they want to go back home. That's, that's what it is right there. And a lot of people don't get it that even though... I myself am black. I don't sit there and just try to push like black culture and Jamaican culture on my kids. I let them know like, you know what? You're also Native American and be proud of that right there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted that maybe one day if, if maybe my son or my daughter decide, you know what? I want to go back and live on my land because as you know, they're eligible to get land out there. Yeah. I want it to be a better place to try to help make it a better place because a lot of times people will look at like a kid, like say like the gang problem that's out there mm-hmm. and they'll look at a kid and be like, oh, well, those are bad kids, but that's not my problem. It's not your problem until they do something to one of your kids or they do something to you. Then now the problem is at your front door. So I believe that if I can help, maybe I'm not going to save every kid. But if maybe if a kid is like, you know, what, I like this thing that Jamar is doing and, and I want to be a DJ and I take him off the streets and I take his interest, that that's good right there. Because a lot of times and it's not just like in Otham culture, or Native American culture, but I feel in all cultures, whether it's black culture, or white culture, you have a huge disconnect between the elders and the kids. And a lot of times the kids don't want to follow what the elders are doing because they're like, well, that's not current up to time. That's not relevant now. Oh, that's those old things that they're doing. So me being a DJ and, you know, music and hip hop and reggae, that's how I, I connect with those kids. Like, hey. And they're like, wow. Oh, he's from Tucson. They're like, but you're on television. You're on all this. And they're like, but you're from Tucson. And then it kind of puts the bug in their ear that, you know what? I can make it in Tucson. It's not the idea like, oh, well, I have to be in California. I have to be in New York. Because with me and my career, Safari picked me up right here. From Tucson, it wasn't like, oh, wow. it wasn't like I was in New York. It wasn't like I submitted for things. Mm-hmm. He pretty much, he heard me on Instagram, was like, yo, this dude is talented right here. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can do this, you know? He's like, yo, he's talented. He's like, yo, I want, that's who I want for my DJ. Ooh. And we just been rocking for a while, so it's just that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's my big bro right there. Shout out to Safari. You know, his stunt gang family. That's it's my silly, brother. silly guy he is. Yeah, I've uh, seen a couple of um, the episodes and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he he's he makes me laugh. He's a silly dude, and I was surprised. You know, I, I hadn't realized that you were his DJ, and I was like, "What? That's awesome!" Uh, I seen when after I seen the post, the original post, why I contacted you. 
um, I, I started to look more and more um, and noticing that I thought that was really awesome because <laughs> he does a, he does a lot of stuff for, for his community also in New York that's like yeah. a lot of people don't get like I he know, also he does he heart. also does like charity stuff and it's like the thing about Safari is that um he's a he's a celebrity that when he does something he just does it like mm-hmm. he doesn't call out camera people like well hey well can you document this he just does it like a lot of times like I remember one time when he was in California um mm-hmm. he had a bunch of clothes because part of being a celebrity is that you get sent a lot of free clothes. And he was just like, I have more clothes than what I need. And he's just like, I don't need all these. And he went down to Skid Row and he was like, yo, here. And he's giving out, say, a $1,000 pair of sneakers to homeless people. He's like, yo, here. And it's just like, it's just like he has a big heart. And I don't think a lot of the times people see that. Like, a lot of times people will see, like, the whole, like, television aspect of it. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I was loving hip-hop. But they don't see the good things that he do. They don't see when he's going to schools, when he's talking to people about education Mm -hmm. because he's just a person that, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like we have a charity in Jamaica called Stunt for Jamaica Uh that we're donating um, computers to kids in need in Jamaica because a lot of times like we look at it like it's good to donate like pencils and books, Mm -hmm. but that only goes so far. With a computer, that that opens up the whole entire world to you. Mm -hmm. It's something that I'm working on for, um, for the schools on in the sales area that I'm trying to get computers to donate down there. So I'm looking for a sponsor to say, you know, I want to donate like say five computers to each school mm-hmm. and really like help them out. Like, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times I'm out there. I do, um, I do speeches with the school. Like the, the school, the teachers will ask me to come out. Cause they're like, the kids know you. They, they're like, they yeah. like you a lot, Jamar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I make them know that education is still, even in my DJ career, even as music, education is still taking me far because I have a college degree in business and marketing. Oh, okay. So it helped me out. And then they don't think about those things right mm-hmm. there because everybody sits there and they think about like, oh, yeah, the parties, oh, the women and all that. But they yeah. don't think about like the more financial aspect of how do you read a contract? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with travel? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with food per diem? What happens if they don't pay you? Yeah. How do you deal with getting a deposit? And me yeah. going to college, it kind of set me up that it showed me like, Okay, yo, you make sure your all your eyes are crossed and everything is just dotted. Like you make sure everything is there. So mm-hmm. I feel like education is real important. So it's just like I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm just gonna become a DJ and I'm gonna I'm gonna blow up like Jamar. There were steps that it took for me to get to that point. It just mm-hmm. didn't happen overnight. Yeah, I was DJing for for 12 years prior to this happening. Yeah. So you got to put that work in there. And at times you're gonna get frustrated. <laughs> you're gonna be like, I want to quit. I'm not doing this. But that's I guess. I guess that's why it's just God's plan. That's why God makes uh-huh. it that it kind of gets rough. It's like, yo, how bad do you really want it? What are you willing to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> how many other schools do you work with on the nation? I've been to Santa Rosa Day School. I've been out to the high school out there. I did a backpack and, um, and a notepad drive, actually. Oh, okay. Where I donated 3,000 notebooks. So wow. I, I split them up between schools. Oh, yeah. I went out to the school in, um, what other school did I go to? Is a Thon Autumn High School. Thon, I went to Thon High School. I went to Santa Rosa Day School. Okay. Santa Rosa Ranch. Okay. I went to the one in um Sanavir. Okay. Yeah. The mission. The mission. Those yeah. those four right there. I've worked. Oh, okay. at, I've done stuff like DJ, like at like the college before. Yeah. You know, another reason why I was really, uh, really happy to see you at the schools is because I work with those same students. I work with those same schools. And I understand, I see the challenges that are there. So that's why I was like, man, this is cool. They they deserve it. Those kids, they're so smart. You know, they can go a long ways in a lot of things. And, and my whole thing is promoting more of STEM, more science, you know, with them. I really feel like um, the schools on the Tohono Reservation are kind of overlooked. 
Yes, they are. And it's, it's kind of set. It's like Tucson. It's like that Big Brother, mm-hmm. and they're like the little. They're, in a way, like they're like the little stepchild that. A lot of times when people think about like donating to a school, they're gonna be like, Oh, I'll donate to Tucson High or mm-hmm. I'll donate to Mansfield. But mm-hmm. it's rare that they don't really they don't sit there and think like, hmm, maybe I'll donate to one of those schools. They don't think about it out there, maybe because of how far you said it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um that's like when I started my notepad drive, I was like, you know what? I don't wanna donate to a school that's just like and everybody helps already. Mm-hmm. I said, I want I wanna go to places that I know it's gonna make a difference. Yeah. And that's why I chose the schools on on the nation. I was like I know it'll make a difference because, one, some of these schools only have, say, 80 students there. Mm-hmm. So it's a different thing from your donating, say, to a school that has 2,000 students. That means with 80 students, everybody can get something. Again, I appreciate you for, for all the work that you're doing within the communities all over, really, you know, a giving heart. That's very much appreciated. Um, so tell us a little bit about some recent events that you, you had and where, where are you going next? What's your next steps? Uh, recently I was DJing at Casino del Sol. Okay. This Saturday I'll be at a Casino del Sol again. They're loving oh, okay. me out there. What? Shout cool. out, shout out to Teresa and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, where else am I? De- I have my 80s versus 90s party at Mr. Heads. We're encouraging everybody to dress up like the 80s and 90s. <laughs> wear, wear your tracksuits, your Kango hats, your, oh, your, yes. your fake gold rope chains. <laughs> Maybe you might have the real one. I know. <laughs> That'll be at Mr. Heads April 27th. Um, I'm doing the Urban Splash pool party at the retreat April 28th. I'm all over the place. Next week I go back out of town again, Um, back on the hunted tour with Safari. So okay, it was great to cool. come home for a little while and get to see my kids. But now it's back to back to work. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're doing, like I said, Memorial Weekend. I'm at a couple events. I'm actually at G5 Memorial Weekend in Miami. Um, I'm at Sizzle oh, nice. in Miami with Safari Memorial Weekend. Nice. So we're um, I'm moving. That it, yeah. it's it's crazy. I'm moving like I like I said on my um Facebook yesterday is that I'm blessed that yeah every single time my phone rings it's a money call like it's somebody <laughs> that wants to book me and it's like I'm at a point now where I can honestly say like no I don't want to do that gig I don't want to do it. Wow. So it's like, it, it's great that God is like blessing me. Like literally yesterday in 15 minutes, I booked four new gigs in 15 minutes. And wow. I, and I'll be looking at the phone. I'm like, oh, okay. I know who that is. Swipe. Like, hey. <laughs> but it's like, um, last night I played at, um, Maloney's with my boy DJ Lex and DJ Yazzie. Okay. Another great Native American DJ. Uh-huh. DJ Yazzie from the Pasquayaki Nation. Okay. Great DJ. Um, we're all over. The, that's the thing about it. We're just all over the place. Like we're just, God is good. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Yes. <laughs> so um how often do you go to jamaica i haven't been to jamaica for a while now it's probably been about like five years really yeah i'm trying to go down actually in june <laughs> that's oh, the yeah? funny thing about it yeah nice. so it's been about five years so it's time for me to return home <laughs> <laughs> and how's your dad doing he's good he's good I'm a ranger i talked to him early this morning he's as anybody that knows my dad they know he loves working on his car so he, <laughs> i said what are you doing he's like underneath the car I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, what do you want, Jamar? I was like, nothing, just saying hi. He's like, all right, hi, bye, Jamar. <laughs> he's a real brief with me. <laughs> so um, I don't think he's the one that does the reggae nights here. No, that's Muhammad. My dad, actually, oh. it's funny that you mentioned that me and my dad actually used to do the reggae night here. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. remembering. We were on KFMA first, and then when we left KFMA, we came over here because when KFMA, it used to be called the Echo. And then before they changed the station to all alternative format, we were on there. And then for two years, we stayed with KFMA. And then they decided they wanted to go all alternative. Mm-hmm. And then we came over here with the Reggae Connection. And then um, yeah, we did it for about six years over here. And then it just, at that time, it just became like too busy for me and my dad. And then our friend Muhammad, Muhammad Elam Robbie, took okay. over and did it. And it nice. rocks the rhythms. 
Ah, yeah. Shout out to Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, Muhammad. Yeah, so <clears throat> sometimes um, I'll do the overnight. I'm still, you know, I'm still learning myself. I would sit in and help out the dudes from Res Radio on Friday nights from 12 to 2. And sometimes they'll ask if I can do the overnight, which is a little bit more practice for me. Um, as far as getting music and all that kind of stuff together. So, you know, this podcast thing has really taken me places that I never even thought of where I'd be, you know, interests that are awesome. And, and it really has. It has been a fun journey for me uh, being able to do this, um, you know, first starting off with Thon Autumn Young Voices podcast on my own and then branching off to hear KXEI just to get a broader audience uh it's been awesome it's been fun and I've been able to meet so many talented so many awesome people like yourself Jamar thank you um so I definitely I'm blessed as well and it's just been an awesome journey and and to have somebody like Carmen to come along you know who's learning herself it, it's been fun it really has been you know um <clears throat> next month they're having a native broadcast summit in the chandler area at wild horse pass and casino hotel so we'll be attending that as well so but really looking forward to just meeting so many people networking out there and promoting the podcast so it's going to be awesome well that's what i think a lot of people when it comes to podcasts they underestimate podcasts like the reach of them because a lot of podcasts you have people like joe budden's podcast that they're getting a million people tuning in at one time and a lot of people like the podcast more because I guess, in a way, I think people connect more. They'll feel like they're, like, right there with the person. Yeah. And it's like you can listen to it anytime. Like, I know, like, sometimes, like, on iTunes, mm-hmm. you can listen to, like, podcasts all the time. Like, I know I was listening to one the other day on Revolt. And the cool thing about it is, like, you can stop it. You can play it. You can. Yeah. It's like a CD. So it's like, <laughs> it's like it's at your convenience compared to, like, yeah. well, I got to listen to this live radio interview now or I'm not going to get to hear it again. Yeah. And you're And you're like, maybe they'll replay it, but. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I really like that meme. Have you seen that meme of it's like a campaign that maybe for like two people that are eating salads and they're really, yeah. really happy. <laughs> and then there's like somebody like laughing with them. They're like, this is what it's like <laughs> listening to podcasts. <laughs> That's my favorite. Because <laughs> it is. You like can, tr- you know, have this podcast that travels with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think on a podcast in a way it also gives you a little more like creative freedom. Yeah, definitely. A lot of being creative and it's not as far as promotion stuff, like making the flyers and, you know, videos and things like that. So I try to keep up to date a lot with, with the Instagram page, use that a lot to, to promote and, and share something different or whatever it is and try to be more involved with, uh, with the community, you know, and one of the things that I'll be attending is the, El Tambo Fest, which is on the 27th also, over at Congress. And they're having this whole cumbia fest. Um, and one of the uh, artists or bands is Thon Autumn. From the Thon Autumn Nation, Native Creed will be coming out. I know them. Yeah, Real so cool we're really looking forward to that. And they're going to have a panel discussion. So shout out to uh, DJ Dirty Verbs for hooking me up with the media pass. Appreciate it. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, where's my media pass? <laughs> Wait, hold up. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just want to hear all about it. You'll be there. Oh, but you're not. True. Well, uh, she's gonna later in the night. She's going to sneak you over the fence. <laughs> oh, yeah, boost. we'll be there. <laughs> yes, I'm buying you a ticket. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, uh, as we're 
getting close to the time right now. Uh, if there's anything you want to share, any shout outs, whatever you want to share, Jamar, here's your time. I just want to say thank you to everybody that's believed in me over the time. Like I said, it's been a real long journey. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of work. But like, you know, I couldn't do it on my own. Is that a lot of people, they encourage me. It's like, do I get people that hate on me? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like for every like one person that hates, there's a hundred people that are encouraging me. So mm, to me, yeah. it's just my way of saying thank you to all the fans out there. Thank you to all my supporters. And thank you to everybody that believed in me. Because like I said, I'm just a kid that likes music. All right. Well, thank you for coming in, taking the time. I know you got a busy schedule. Safe travels to you on the road, wherever that your next uh, journey is. Um, no, just thank you. Like thank sharing you. Um, everything that you do with the community, the TO community, mm-hmm. and just I know you're super busy, so I'm really grateful to be able to meet you and have a conversation with you here in the studio. Thank you. I'm grateful for you guys having me. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. And we're really grateful for all you listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in. This is Cultivating Indigenous Voices. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode. If you like what you just heard, feel free to check out previous episodes at kxci.org. This podcast is supported by KXCI Tucson, Real People, Real Radio.